0: What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Co-op Couch. I'm Anthony. I got Alec here with me as usual. Uh today we wanted to kind of discuss uh which had a uh, CEO Emmett Oh god, forgot his last name. Smith. Sheer. Cheer. Oh, so close. Emmett Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, when you don't know, you throw out Smith, right? John Doe, John Smith. Uh right. So he resigned after double-digit years, and uh, they're getting a new CEO. We saw that. We weren't sure if uh, it was enough to talk about. Now it is, because as of today, uh, first day for the new CEO, Twitch has put out a um, a little... Um, blog post and in that post they have announced that they are laying off 400 people now the weird thing about this to me is i don't know where people are getting it from maybe maybe you do because you said it too but i keep seeing the number nine thousand. like people thought it was going to be thousands laid off and it's, it's only for well, not only 400, right? It's still a shitty situation, but 400 is significantly better than 9,000. I don't know where that number came from. Um, but a lot of the comments on this blog post, on, it was uh, posted on Twitter. A lot of the comments are saying 9,000 too. I don't know where people heard that from.
1: Yeah, I mean when I when we were talking offline about it, and I said nine thousand. It was mostly a facetism statement, you know, right? Like, oh, is that where they're laying off like X amount of buttload ridiculous amount of people, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, the comments are definitely like nine thousand, you know. I people, I don't know if there's nine thousand people that work at Twitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you got me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's nine thousand people that work at Twitch. Um, but yeah, laying off four hundred people—that's no number to scoff about. Um, one thing, one thing to note here though, is while it is, uh, his name is Dan Clancy, the new CEO. So Emmett Shear is, Emmett Shear basically just had a kid and he's like, I want to spend time to take care of my kid. I want to spend time to take care of my son. Um, I think it's a son. Um, and they want to, um, he wants to spend quality time with his kid, which is a honorable thing to do. You know, being a CEO is no small matter takes a lot of time and effort and commitment, uh, which maybe we haven't exactly seen from Emmett in the past few years. Um, however, you know, being able to wanting to spend time with your, your child is, 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 you know, somewhat honorable or is honorable to thing to do. Um, so Dan Clancy, who was the president and has been working with Emmett Shearer for a few years now, is stepping in to fill this role. And while, yes, this is his first day back... It's not like he's. St- I don't. I don't believe, and maybe you right. see it differently. Um, I don't believe Dan stepped into CEO and was like, "Hey, let's fire 400 people."
0: Yeah, I don't no, believe that's... that was
1: his decision.
0: I'm. I'm. I agree with you. I was gonna say it as well. I. It's. It's kind of a shame how the comments on Twitter are already ripping this guy apart. And and look, I'm not saying that he's a saint. I'm not saying he's got a heart of gold. Uh, I. Realistically, I don't know anything about the guy, but I just don't think it's fair to put this decision on him uh and and say things like, Oh, good first day, dude. Wow, way to start. Like decisions like this don't just get made and executed in one day, in, in so many workday hours, right? Like there's a lot of people going into this decision, a lot of discussion going into this decision that it does not just fall on one person and if i had to guess i would say this was something that had already been discussed and they probably waited on it because of shift in power that would be my guess right. um, so again this guy might be the scum of the earth this guy might be worse than emmett as far as communication and rules and, and everything that pisses us off about twist twitch it's totally possible But this particular instance, I just, I don't think it's fair to pin on this guy and just crucify him for 400 people getting laid off when it, you know, maybe he was part of the decision and like, maybe he doesn't give a shit, but.
1: I have no doubt that he had a, I have no doubt that he had a voice in, you know, the meeting in which this was discussed. Right. Uh, Coming from being a, you know, the president. Um, I'm sure he was at least somewhat involved. I would have to assume. Um, but I think it's a lot easier to have someone. I still don't think a day one, cause literally I think this was his day one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like Emmett stepped down, whatever, like that, that process takes time, right? Yep. The transfer of power isn't just like, Hey, your CEO now be done, you know, that process. And then Dan stepped up become CEO and this announcement comes up, I think it's a lot easier. I still don't think it's good, but I think it's a lot easier to have somebody step up and make bad news announcement than it is for someone to make bad news annou- announcement on the way out. So yeah. I think that's why it was done this way instead of Emmett leaving and being like, Hey, uh, I'm leaving. And also 400 of you are coming with me, regardless of, yeah. like if you wanted to, it's a lot easier for him to say, Hey, I'm leaving. And then someone else to come in and go, yeah, 400 of you guys are also going to go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it just looks nicer, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Could you imagine? And it's just like, hey, guys, you know, heartfelt post, you know, three tweets long. That's just like, you know, on a Twitter thread. I, you know, I loved my time here. I love the people I work with. Thank you for all the memories, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, uh, we're laying off 400 people. Deuces. Like, and just leave. Right. (laughs) Mic drop. Like, yeah, that'd be scummy.
1: How fucked would that be? Oh, God
0: the thing that's that's kind of racking my brain is we like even on this podcast man we've had multiple discussions uh and debates with e- e- even just amongst the two of us let alone other people right but we've had multiple talks about you know Twitch's revenue versus Twitch's profit right how much money they bring in Versus what they're spending, are they really making a profit? are they operating at a loss? uh you know a lot of people like to throw out you know, oh big daddy Amazon, blah blah blah, like we don't know how much money they're throwing their way. We don't know if they're contributing at all. we don't know how that works like there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, and maybe we could google that, maybe it's public knowledge, maybe some of it is, maybe some of it isn't, but The thing that I'm having a really hard time putting logic to is that in this blog post, when they talk about the decision to lay off 400 people, right? Or uh, in their words, to reduce the size of the workforce. um, One thing that they mention is... You know, making extremely hard decisions to ensure we protect our business in order for Twitch to be around for a long time. And, uh, you know, like they say, like many companies, our business has been impacted by the current macroeconomic environment, blah, blah, blah. The, the weirdest thing to me is that basically in this blog post, they're saying that they're not making enough money to operate. That's the short of it. I mean, would would you interpret that any differently?
1: No, I think I think that's right. I think what I think the biggest issue here is, and and I think we see it, you know, albeit on a smaller scale. I mean, the economy currently, I mean, things are expensive now, and yes. that's like we see that for our wallets, you know. And if you take that exponentially, like it's going to affect the businesses, and we saw the same thing happen with. Uh, Twitter and I think Google fired people and uh, companies yeah. are scared right now. It's not a very good economic spot for anybody right now.
0: Right. But so this is what I'm struggling with. Right. So if you talk about Twitch specifically um, because c- with with companies like Google, here's here's the thing about Google, right? Google pays its top execs a buttload of money. They all got a million dollar bonus after refusing their workers' raises. Like, I have a buddy that works at Google. I hear about this shit. And you could Google it, and you'd probably find it, right? So when it comes to Google making cuts, fuck Google. Like, they're just assholes, whatever. With Twitch, this is where I'm hung up. You've got a 50-50 revenue split, right? So all of my subscribers, Twitch takes 50%. I'm probably not worth a whole lot. So I don't really get to complain about that argument because as much as it sucks, meh, Twitch isn't getting much from me in the first place. But people with like hundreds of subscribers, hundreds of viewers, thousands of subscribers, they're still at that 50-50 split. And that's a lot of money. And when you consider how many people are streaming on Twitch, that's a lot of money. Then you got to consider that if people buy bits to support streamers. There's the 40% upcharge on bits because Twitch wants to give the streamer all of that, all of the dollar amount in bits. So the person donating the bits pays extra to ensure that, and that goes to Twitch. Then you've got all of the ad revenue, which we know is a lot because the adpocalypse has existed on Twitch for what, going on three years now, and people are still pissed off about it. So they're getting all of that revenue and there's an ad every 20 fucking minutes. So you know that ads are bringing in revenue. Like there's so many things making Twitch money that I have a very hard time believing that they're not operating at a profit. And the the thing that bothers me is when people come out and they try and explain it and justify it. And they say things like, oh dude, there's millions of people on Twitch, the amount of servers they have to maintain and the upkeep and the maintenance and the people they pay to work there and and all this shit. And I'm like, let me get this straight. You're You're telling me that with all of the revenue sources that Twitch has, they're operating at a loss. I don't believe that, and now I have a harder time believing that cutting four hundred people. And and again, look, it sucks. I feel terrible for these four hundred people. I'm, I, so when I say only four hundred people, I want you guys to understand. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm not trying to you know push aside these four hundred people. I really do feel bad for them. I empathize. But when you're talking about corporations, big name businesses, and layoffs. Comparatively speaking, 400 is not a lot, right? So when I say only 400, with all of those sources for revenue, you cut off 400 people. You're telling me that those 400 layoffs are going to substantially save Twitch financially? Like that's going to sustain the business in the long run because you cut 400 people? That just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean in any business I feel like headcount is such a is is a very big uh financial resource because it's not only salaries, right? Like it's salaries and then it's benefits and then it's you know all this other stuff that comes with it. Um but yeah, I don't I don't think that in any way shape or form the statement of we need to make sure that this company is going to live and to do that we need to lose 400 people is a true statement, right? Like there that is that might be like, hey, we are they they might be hurting right now. I'm also with you, and i think I think previously, in other conversations we've had with this, I was on the other side of the fence, but in today's day and age, after seeing everything that that they've done over the past couple of years, I don't think I'm on that side anymore. Um, I think they're profitable, however, profitable to us is not profitable to them, and I think that's the big difference, right. And this, this information might be public. I've tried to Google it. Maybe I'm not using the right... I've tried to Google it previous to this. I've tried to Google it, you know, currently, whatever. Uh, maybe I'm not using the right search terminology. I cannot find their, like, if it's public, and it might not be public, uh, which is why I can't find it. But I can't find, like, how much money Twitch spends versus how much they make. Uh, but I I would believe that they are profitable... However, it's probably not as profitable as they want to be. Or as they they, you because know, they have they have um what's the word? I don't want to say quota. Quota's not the right word, but they have goals to meet, you know? They have they they tell they tell their shareholders and they tell their people, hey, we're gonna profit X amount of money this year. And that keeps shareholders in, in business, right? That keeps people wanting to fucking or 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 board of directors people in business that keeps them wanting to be there right and so with them if they don't meet that that makes them want to pull their investment money you know and so i don't believe that they're not profitable but maybe not as profitable as we might think i don't think they're they're like and i'm talking after everything is said and done right you've paid all your staff you've covered all your server maintenance you've covered everything How much money do you have left over? I don't think that number is like $20 billion. You know, I think that money might be a couple million, billion. I don't know. I'm not a financial guru here. Um, And I think that's where it really comes down to is it's profitable to us. We look at like, oh, we're making a million dollars a year. That's awesome. But profitable to a company, they don't see it that way. Well, we we should be making more. We want to be making more. How do we make more? And, and this is this is the beginning of that path right i don't think 400 people is end-all be-all hey now that we've let 400 people go twitch is saved hurrah there's going to be more to come to this and they have a lot more work to do if that's if that's what they need to do um and it does suck for those those 400 those 400 plus people because it does it, it and it says just over 400 people right so it's it's you know a little more than that yeah um and it, it it does suck for four, those those 400 people uh that they just got kicked out of this they're like hey you know what and i i would hope and i don't i don't know i would hope that they were given time to adjust and and whatever but i doubt that was the case yeah i don't hopefully they didn't wake up today and see the blog post and go oh i, well, I'm... I guess i'm get, i might get in fired today
0: yeah see and and that's the other thing too that that I was gonna say was according to, and, and look, Twitter is Twitter. So, like, grain of salt, right? But there's a couple right. comments from people saying that they are under the impression from what they're hearing that people were not notified. Now, I would like to believe that's not the case, but at this point, it would not surprise me, especially because Twitter, they were not notified. Right. so well people were know, just
1: with twitter people's badges just weren't working and they were like hey come with me
0: yeah and that so, was it yeah so i'm I'm like i want to believe but at the same time like i wouldn't be surprised and right. i also want to believe that this is not the same like like for you saying that uh you know They probably make a profit, but not as much as they want. I'm I'm hoping that it's just that at face value and it's not like a Google scenario where executives are pocketing millions and then being like, Ah, we didn't make enough, like cut four hundred people. They just don't give a fuck about anyone else. Like that would really piss me off. I hate God, corporate America pisses me off, but that's (laughs) we won't dive into that. Right, Um, right, right. But I I think that um, it's so crazy to analyze what is, quote unquote, enough profit. Like when you talk about how they probably profited but didn't make enough. Mm -hmm. Companies are weird, man. Companies are stupid. So like, I'll give you an example. When I was um, years ago, when I was trying to get out of the food service industry for a little bit. Uh, just like the dumbass I am, I switched to retail. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. Um, yeah,
1: that's like going. That's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
0: know. i know. I felt like. I needed something different, and uh, trust me when I say I didn't expect it to be better. I just wanted something different, and it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't know. I don't know if that's even like that's like a lateral change. You just go from one
0: workplace to another. Yeah, really, it really was. Actually, I loved working there uh, until the tail end, but that's for different reasons. Um, But I worked at. uh, For anyone that doesn't know, I worked at Oakley for almost two years. The uh, sunglasses oakley and um used to crack me up man because because restaurants do this too i i've definitely had this conversation with restaurant managers as well but when you are a manager you have to compare uh your day-to-day sales with the previous year because that's what shows you if if you're you know how you're doing if you made a profit versus last year and what needs to change blah 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 Management looks at analytics like that, especially in retail. But here's the funny thing uh, in regards to retail specifically is you look at Thanksgiving, right? St. Patrick's Day every year is on March 17th. Valentine's Day every year is on February 14th, right? You know, I'll be honest. I
1: did not know that St. Patty's Day was always March 17th.
0: Yeah. So Thanksgiving does not have the same day every year. Easter does not have the same day every year because it comes down to like like Thanksgiving is the last Thursday of the month. So like this year it's the 23rd whereas a couple years ago it might have been the 27th. Right? right? Easter's the same thing. I've had multiple years in my life where Easter fell on my birthday. And right other years where it fell on my dad's birthday two weeks prior. Like it's just, it's weird, right? So anyway, what I'm getting at is when I worked in retail, I had just like anyone else in retail, I had to work Black Friday. And what's funny is you work Black Friday, you make, you know, the store makes $12,000 more than it normally would. So then the next day or next day, herder, the next year, right? Now, all of a sudden, it's the same day that Black Friday was the year previously. And you go, we're not going to meet our sales quota today. Well, what's our sales quota? Oh, it's $22,000. Well, what are we at? 3000 Holy shit. How are we that much lower? Oh, well, last year was Black Friday. Well, then why are we making the comparison? Right. Why do you even try and... like? oh, we got to do as well as we did last year, except that last year it was Black Friday, today it's not. That is a huge difference in sales. And you don't have to work retail to know that. If you've ever shopped a Black Friday sale, you can figure that out, right? So I guess what my point is, when they go back in like in a Twitch scenario, when they go back and they look at, are we making enough profit? I would love to know what that is. Enough threshold is right.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that threshold would be. Um, I have. I. I have no idea what that threshold would be. Um, I don't. I, to be quite honest, I don't know what it takes to run Twitch. I don't take. I don't know what it, what they're. Exp- I'm not. A, I'm not a businessman. Right. You know. I'm just, I'm just little old me doing a podcast. Um, But my, you know, my expectation would be, you know, hey, you know, this, you know, you want to just be, just be profiting is enough in my, in my, you know, pea-sized brain, right? Like, right. hey, like, I just, like, if I'm still net a million dollars at the end of the year, I'm still doing okay. I don't, I don't know what that threshold would be. Um And the fact, like, I think their whole plan is regardless of what happens, they're always trying to m- be better than their previous year. So while while you're saying, like, oh, like, what about Black Friday? You know, oh, last year was on Black Friday. Uh, that's why we made, you know, that right. much money. You know, it's like, yeah, but you always want to be doing better. And I, I I can't believe that they don't take that into consideration, but maybe not weighed as heavily as, like, the common folk do, right? They, they have their own, like, corporate metrics that they want to use that don't. I mean, how many times do we sit there, even when you were working at Intel with me, right? Uh, and we'd sit there and be like, why do they want to do this? This is so fucking dumb, right? Yeah. And we'd just be like... What this doesn't make any sense, but to them it does. To them it works, and to them, and that's why they want to do it. Because to them, using their metrics or their standards or their ideas for it, it it makes sense to them. But that doesn't mean it always flushes out down to to us. And so I guess I guess my point is like, in their mind, they're like every year we should be doing better. Every year we should be doing better. Here's our metrics. We're just gonna keep using these metrics because they don't they're they're not changing it. But that doesn't necessarily equate to to us, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for not, sure. I, and I'm not saying that that means it's good that 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 they're doing that. You know, I'm just, and I'm not saying that it's bad either. I'm just saying I don't, I like, I don't know what those are. like. We don't know what those are, and so it would be a lot easier to sit there and go, oh yeah, um, this is how much money they made. This is how much money it costs to run and you know this is their profit their goal was x and we can break it down that way
0: yeah uh, you know you know what metric i would really love to see for twitch specifically is uh the the revenue versus cost for twitch con because when i think about what goes into something like that um so like I coach a high school drumline. The school that I coach at, um, there there are in high school drumlines, there's different circuits that you can compete in. The circuits are or rather one of the circuits that we used to be in uh is run by um is organized by each school competing, right? So like our high school used to host one of the competitions. And then the other schools would show up and you would have to spend money on, uh, it's your band's responsibility through their booster program to fundraise and raise money so that they can host because now you have to bring in, um, you know, if you want trophies, you got to pay for the trophies. And if you want, um little like food trucks you got to pay for the food trucks so that kids can eat while they're there and if you you want you know you've got to pay for a bunch of random little things and so for the last few years our high school was operating in the red they weren't making as much money as they were spending on hosting so they stopped hosting and right. that program is slowly dying out and that's a whole different thing but as it relates to twitch i would love to see when you look at twitch right um so for anyone that's never gone to TwitchCon um TwitchCon tickets for the entire weekend Friday Friday Saturday Sunday are about $200. Uh, anywhere from I think the first year was like 180, 190 and I think in the last couple of years they've gone up to like 220. It's about $200 not including your ticket to the after party if you want to go to the after party. Okay? Individual days are like 80 bucks a ticket. So if you want to just go Saturday, it's like 80 bucks, right? Right. There are thousands, thousands of people going to TwitchCon, right? At least 10,000. Y'all can do that math, okay? In the convention center, wherever they may be, they have the expo hall. Every single one of those booths has to pay for that space in the time that they are Are there, right? So if Corsair shows up, if HyperX shows up, if um, DX Racer shows up, anything like that, G Fuel, right? They have their own booth. They pay for that space. They rent that space, okay? Yep. So all of the things that financially go into throwing an event like TwitchCon, I would love to see if they operate that in the red and we just don't know or if they are bringing in a profit on that and the reason i i'm curious well one i'm just curious for funsies because why not but also i'm wondering if it would be more cost efficient to just stop doing twitchcon as much as it pains me to say that right i love twitchcon um and i don't love it for twitch's sake i love it for seeing all of my online friends and family's sake but right. i would much rather lose twitchcon than have 400 people lose their jobs that's where i'm at so i would be very curious to to know if they are actually bringing in a net profit from twitchcon yeah. or if they're operating, if they're like just barely breaking even and they use it for uh you know publicity sake i don't know
1: yeah well and i think there's more that goes into that too right because it's not just like whether or not twitchcon is profitable like how does that how does twitch and this is getting way out of my my spectrum or way out of either of our spectrum how much does that boost because i would imagine right twitch twitch has x amount of uh, you know, users and X amount of streamers and X amount of people, right? And a lot of networking goes on at TwitchCon. A lot of people meeting other streamers, handing out business cards, talking, collaborating, what have you. Not only just meeting people, but, but you know, also talking and, and getting to know new people. <clears throat> What's the spike on Twitch after TwitchCon? Right? So, like, TwitchCon happens... Is there an influx in? Is there an influx in new streamers? Is there an influx in new viewers coming to smaller streamers that now push them to that that partnership level, right? Right. Um. So now instead of they were getting, you know, let's say a hundred viewers, now they're getting two hundred viewers because they have a bigger, you know. And so it's not just TwitchCon itself; it's also how it affects the platform, you know. Right. Because because of what TwitchCon brought, um. I don't I don't maybe you know how this works. Do do so so when TwitchCon happens, they rent the venue, right? So like the only one that I've been to was TwitchCon San Diego in like 2017 cuz I know that was the one that I met you at. I don't remember which one it was. You've been to like all of them except for one.
0: All but uh, yeah, the most recent, yeah.
1: Right, right. Uh I think it was 2017 when 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 like Let's say Corsair wants to open up a booth at the Expo Hall at TwitchCon. Do they pay Twitch or do they pay the venue?
0: Uh they pay Twitch, but they Twitch pay. had to pay for the venue. So it's you know what I mean? It's it's kinda
1: and, right, and the, right. You're using you're using the you're using the vendors to, to pay help for the venue. Pay for the venue. Right. But, but I guess if you, once you pay off the venue, is anything extra profit at that point?
0: Yeah. So, and the reason I know this is because my sister, uh, my sister was, uh, bless her soul. She got sucked into an MLM, um, which for anyone that doesn't know is multi-level marketing. It's basically the legal version of a pyramid scheme. And anyone in an MLM will swear on their life that it's not a pyramid scheme, but yeah, you figure it out for yourself. It's like,
1: it's like that one episode of The Office where he's like, oh yeah, and like, I'll sell to you two, and then I'll take a profit. And he's like draw like Michael's drawing on the whiteboard. And he's like, so he puts like a one and he's like, yeah, and then I'll sell to you two. And so he puts two people below him. And he's like, and then you guys sell to four people. And he's literally drawing a pyramid. A pyramid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and that that ultimately that is how they work. And right. um the thing about pyramid schemes is the reason they're called that is because there's no room to move above the person above you. And in MLMs, you can, and that's how they justify the difference. But it ultimately works the same way. So anyway, my sister was doing that for a couple years, and she looked into getting a booth at TwitchCon one of the years I told her I was going. And she looked up the prices and, and everything, and it ultimately was way too expensive for her. Um, but that's how I knew that it was going to Twitch, because that's who was providing the information and the cost.
1: Okay. Okay. So yeah. um, So basically, they have to pay for they have to pay for their their vendors. Do they pay for food trucks to be there, or do the food trucks pay them to be there?
0: They would pay for the food trucks to be there. I I say with seventy percent certainty.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't know, because it's like on one hand, like you want the food trucks there so people stay, right? But on the other hand the food trucks already making money off of like the mass crowds of people there right yeah so 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 twitch buys the vendor the vendor pays the vendor pays twitch for their spots and then twitch buys the food trucks to be there i think so Mmm, interesting. So you have like a positive and a negative coming in to like defer yeah. this venue. And then I wonder what other costs they have. Like if they have, you know, people coming on. Um, I think most of their guest speakers have just been, have just been like either, like they, they have the people. panels. Panels are mostly Twitch people. They're probably not yep. getting paid for that. No. Um, You know, they have their big speakers, like their keynote speakers, which are usually like higher ups and, you know, executives, whatever, talking about new things coming out for Twitch. Right, they're po- they're not probably getting paid any extra for that, um, so it's really just those two influxes or outfluxes of cash, that, or three, I guess, venue plus vendors plus food trucks. Right, because merch, they're not taking a percentage of merch. I can guarantee that. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, like, not sorry, not merch from Twitch, but merch from. Um, vendors you know like right, hey right. like i sold a chair i like you ordered a chair at a booth at corsair like twitch isn't taking a percentage of that cut that's going no. all straight to the vendor um and then yeah that's another thing too is like the merch the swag bags that they give you like that's a negative because that stuff's free yep so it's so, really just that i don't know if that would be neg- like breaking it down i don't know if that would be a negative or positive
0: so speaking of the keynote that's uh one thing i was gonna say that i totally forgot about you just reminded me is um how you were talking about, you know, how TwitchCon affects the influx of people afterwards. You talk about does it bring in new viewers and and right, then, right. you know, um, one thing I was gonna say was, I I've seen from past TwitchCons that one thing that definitely goes up is um, returning users, people that were on Twitch that maybe stopped using it that come back because I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's so true throughout the year you get twitch and their multiple inevitable fuck-ups that pisses everyone off and then they do the keynote at twitch and it it raises everyone's spirit everyone gets so hyped and they they twitch knows that look twitch knows how to play the crowd right like me included I'm I am no special. I am I am I'm no special case. I'm no different. Like they've got me too. But there's definitely been times where like you get pissed off at Twitch and then you go to TwitchCon and in the keynote they address that specific thing and then they tell you like this is what we're doing about it and then they introduce like seven new features because they wait for TwitchCon to give that information when everyone's looking for it on Twitter all year long and they don't say nothing. They do it at TwitchCon, and it right. gives people hope, yeah. and it raises spirits, and everyone's already excited from the weekend, and it's the keynote, so the weekend hasn't even started yet, and people get excited, and, and the adrenaline's pumping and whatever, and all of a sudden people go, okay, well, I was mad, but you know maybe I was wrong. Maybe they were doing something about it, and then it kind of erases the bitterness, and it brings people back for a few months until they inevitably get pissed off again and leave, so... I definitely right. do think there is an influx within the first couple months after TwitchCon.
1: Well, for, for sure there is. Whether you know, there's that, but there's also you know, and and you know what also is ridiculous with TwitchCon too is like they started doing the partners at like the partnered at TwitchCon.
0: Oh yeah, the live, the one person.
1: Yeah, one or two people. I think when when COVID happened and they had their online TwitchCon, um, they partnered like two or three people. Um. Uh, but I'm like that, I don't know, like to me that just I don't like that. I don't but either. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know.
0: Um I I don't like it because it in in my opinion, for as great as you make that one person feel, you make another few hundred feel like shit. And not just because it's an envy thing where people feel like they deserve it more. But Twitch is so bad at communicating, which we already know, that there are people i've I've seen this a hundred times over for the last seven years. There are so many instances where like two people will submit a partner application at the exact same time. One person will hear back in two weeks, one person will wait three months and not hear anything, and they'll tweet Twitch support every week, and they still won't hear anything right so to watch one person get partnered live and you've been waiting on a response to your application for a month already. Yeah, right. I'd be pissed off too.
1: Well, and and not for nothing, but like the people who get partnered at TwitchCon uh absolutely have an edge. Like there's no, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it because the people get partnered on TwitchCon, you've just announced to everybody who's at TwitchCon, who's at that keynote, who might not have stumbled upon this person previously.
0: Oh, who are hey, they? Hey, here's a new
1: partner, this yep. is what he does. It's a free ad. Yep. It's a free ad for that guy versus the guy who's like, hey, I'm gonna put in my partnership application, gets partnered. And he's like, I didn't get free advertising. Where's my that's free ad?
0: So true. That is so true.
1: That's That's why I don't like it. It's like, It's, I don't want to say it's favoritism, because I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form Twitch is picking these guys because they like them, like, specifically. I think it's probably just, like, luck of the draw, right? Yeah. But it is, it is a, a boon for those people who get favored on, who get picked, you know, whether it's, you know, random or otherwise.
0: Very true. Very, very true. And I've seen them pop off, so I know you're right. Right.
1: Well, it's the same thing with with people who p- get picked for their—and this is less of an issue for me, um, but, like, people who uh, go to GDQ, right, and they do their runs, right? Um, they might be a smaller streamer, and, like, I don't think that if you're a small streamer with, like, let's say five viewers, you go to a GDQ, you're going to immediately jump up to 500 viewers, but if you're, a, if you're a streamer on the edge, let's say you're at that 100 viewer mark, right? And you're like, oh, I'm like, really close to partnership and yada, yada, yada. This has been my dream. And you go to a GDQ, which is another ad, which is not necessarily free because you have to go to GDQ and you have to perform SGDQ. GDQ. Right. Um, and you're paying for all that. That's another con expense. Then you do your run and people find out about you and they're like, wow, I really like this guy. That's an ad. But you like you put in the work for that, right? Like you did that, right, right, right. Um, versus this is just like, hey, we're gonna partner uh, Sam, John, and Jared, and uh, yeah, congratulations, guys. Here's what Sam does. Here's what Jared does. Here's what John does. And um, all last
0: name Smith, every single one of them. Yeah, all
1: Smiths. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, and like, and you're like, oh wow, like I'm really into like. I'm really into like this kind of content. I'm gonna go check out Sarah now because that's the content that she does. And when you have a 1,000 people doing that, you're gonna get that. And some of them, you're not gonna get 100% retention, right? But if you get 10% retention out of a 1,000 people, you just got a free 100 people, right? Yep. So I don't think it's a make or break, but it definitely is free advertising. That's, that's my, Ill, like that's my qualm with it. That's my issue. Uh, um, it's, it's not favoritism, but it's, favorite.
0: I think, yeah, I think it's a good point.
1: Um, I know another thing we wanted to talk about was, uh, kick. Yeah. And I know. I know. You know, you know, I've seen it. I've looked at the site. Uh, I'm not impressed, but I know you know more about it than I do. So why don't you take us? On yeah. The road?
0: So, all right. So let's talk about kick, right? the thing that the only thing i really want to address that i thought was pretty interesting was um i know we talked about it a little bit ago and and correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure we did an episode on it did we not i don't think
1: i don't think we did an episode on it but i think it was mentioned and discussed in a previous episode like i don't think it was a specific episode Gotcha. But I think it definitely was discussed in a previous episode because this is okay. the one where they were like people were mad about gambling, they couldn't do it on right. Twitch, and somebody went out and they made Kick, and you can gamble on Kick now, and that's allowed.
0: Yes, all accurate. Kick was the one that we mentioned. Uh was so the streamer that started it, it's a guy named Trainwreck, and uh, he's backed by a company that. Like owns casinos and gambling is a huge part of what they do, and uh it was all big part of that debate and uh so on and so forth. The one thing I want to address is when we discussed that, and again i I don't remember if we did an episode or not if you're saying we didn't, I know we talked about it, and one thing that we talked about was how legitimate could this be, right? We've seen a lot of other um attempted competitors fall by the wayside right mixer anyone remember mixer which is now facebook gaming which is not even a competitor and we had uh you know like
1: mixer facebook gaming now it is that's
0: yeah that's that's what happened to mixer is microsoft microsoft dumped it and facebook bought it and they told all of their partners Well, you can either get fucked or you can go to Facebook gaming and a lot of people got screwed. Yeah, it was a really bad situation.
1: Yeah, honestly, that's just going to show how much, how interested I was in Mixer because I never paid attention. I didn't like Mixer from the get-go, but.
0: Yeah. So, um, case in point, right? A lot of people are trying to take down the big dog and it's, it's only getting them so far, Right um and so when we discussed this we were questioning the you know i guess legitimacy if you will of uh how well kick was going to do you know right. um and how long they could last and and one of the reasons we were questioning that is because we were talking about um, the the biggest draw to kick for anyone that doesn't know is, so like we said, Twitch is a 50-50 revenue split, okay? Um, and if you're on the top end of Twitch, like the fucking 0.5% top end of Twitch, you're lucky enough to get a 70-30 split. Right. Okay. Kick... And that's just for your first hundred thousand now- mm-hmm. yep
1: hundred thousand dollars
0: yeah so kick. on the other hand, I saw a picture the other day and I'm trying to fish it back up on Twitter but you know how Twitter is you see a picture once and then you never see it again right um, while I'm looking for it though I'll just continue explaining so Kick offers a nine ah oh, bingo found it Kick offers a 95 90- five percent split. Uh, I thought it was 90-10, but I just, in looking for this picture, came across another article that said 95. So whatever, 95, 90%, either way, you're getting most of your own profit, okay, on on kick. And that's one of the reasons that people were questioning the legitimacy because the biggest argument here is if Twitch cannot be sustainable on 50-50 How could a brand new competitor with no one over there get away with giving up 90% of this revenue? But they're still around and it's still working and people are really enjoying it. So, someone did a breakdown the other day, which is this picture I was looking for. This is the comparison financially, okay? The amount streamers get per gift bomb on twitch versus kick so amount of gifted subs okay okay if you're gifted five subs on twitch uh so just to reiterate in profit
1: yeah so ju-
0: just to reiterate subs are five dollars even if you're gifting multiple so if you're gifting five subs you're paying 25 dollars I, as a streamer on Twitch, am making $12.50 of that. You know how much you make on Kick? $23.75. It's like Ten. double? Yep. 10 gifted on Twitch is $25. On Kick, it's $47.50. 25 gifted on Twitch is $62.50. On Kick, it's $118.75. 50 gifted on Twitch is $125. On Kick, it's $200. 37 and 50 dollars uh 50 cents excuse me and 100 gifted on twitch gets you 250 dollars on kick it's 475 dollars that is a very large difference and that's just base
1: Subscription price. So, like on Twitch, if you don't know, you have different tiers. You have tier one, tier two, tier three, right? So tier mm-hmm. one is your four ninety nine, five dollars. Tier two is what ten dollars, nine ninety nine, and mm-hmm. tier three is your like your big dog, your your money bag at twenty four ninety
0: nine, something like that, yeah. So twenty
1: five bucks, right, for a tier yeah. three subscriber. Mm-hmm. That's just going off of the five dollar, the the tier one. I don't know if Kick offers subscriber tiers. Um, but all of that math is based off of, or at least, I mean, tell me you have got, you've got the breakdown. All that math seems to be broken down. Just doing quick mental math in my head of the 499 subscriber price point. So that math would go up and would be a little different if it was like, yeah, you got 10 tier two gifted subs. Kick is still giving you way more than, than Twitch is. And that number is going to go way up.
0: (laughs) So. I'm interested to see now with that, you know, initially the argument was legitimacy, right? Um, and, uh, not just legitimacy, but longevity. And now with these layoffs and more people getting pissed off and, and people absolutely positively convinced that Twitch is finally going under very curious. I don't either, but the argument still exists. So I'm very curious to see how many people go and run to Kick, and if that's enough to sustain them. And more than that, I'm very interested to see if Kick doesn't last and it becomes like another Mixer situation. How many people are shooting themselves in the foot for going over there? But here's the difference: is when Mixer was out, Twitch had the contract that said you weren't allowed to stream anywhere else. And now that contract has changed, so you could stream on Twitch. And kick bring in more revenue, and if it doesn't work out on Kick, you haven't shot yourself in the foot.
1: Right, double dip basically, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what people were doing along, but well before the affiliate program came out, where they put that clause in and says if you're an affiliate, you can only stream on our platform. All of your it was all of your content has to be Twitch exclusive for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, you can't live stream on Twitch and YouTube at the same time because it's not exclusive. Mm -hmm. However, you can stream on Twitch, take your VOD, edit it, and then post that to YouTube later. Um, that is allowed. Yes. Uh, but this allows you to live stream on Twitch and Kick and YouTube and and you know so you get to now that they've removed that clause so you can you can double or triple dip and get your revenue streams that way. I want to know my big question is how are they able to offer a split like this? is it sustainable regardless of like assuming they're legitimate right assuming that everything is is hunky-dory there's nothing bad is it is it sustainable and what are you gaining and or losing by having this revenue split because like while it's a 50 50 split for subs and everything twitch offers you other stuff in in i don't want to say in exchange but In addition to, right, you get, you're supposed to get, uh, as partnered, I believe you're supposed to get, um, like, a special, like, Twitch support person. I believe you're supposed to have somebody you can contact directly at Twitch for, like, help and technical questions or problems. I know Mm -hmm. when Dr. Disrespect came back, like, his shit wasn't working and he had Twitch staff, like, on support with him to get everything up and running. Um does kick also offer something of the like equivalent to that um and i'm not even like regardless of the fact that like everything i've heard about that being a partner is like not really a thing on twitch it's still an offer that they give you so regardless of whether or not they actually provide it it's part of that package
0: right well Um, and so here's here's a funny funny little bit of information on that note it's definitely off topic but relevant to what you're saying. Uh, I saw a post the other day about kick. I was reading some of the comments cause I'm still very intrigued by its existence. I'm not saying I'm going to jump ship, but right. Uh, you know, paying attention to the competitor. And, um, so one guy had said that he contacted, uh, he contacted kick support for something and got an immediate response. And he was like through the, through the roof excited because obviously you don't get that from Twitch. Uh, and then another person commented on that and said, "That's weird because I've reached out to them multiple times and never heard back. I don't know what's going on." And a third person said that they were concerned because they uh they had a problem with their their email that was attached to the account, Uh and they reached out to Kick and said, "You know, hey, I'm." whatever i can't access the account my you know can we change the email on the account or whatever and the support staff said yeah sure no problem and changed it and so they were like on the one hand i'm glad it was that easy on the other hand i'm a little bit concerned at how willing they were to just change the email on my account without verification of who i was right right And I was like, oh, shit, that's a good point. (laughs) Like, Didn't even ask her, you know, can you prove to us this is you? Like, yeah, sure. We'll just change the email on this account. No problem. No questions asked.
1: So so, Kick strikes me as very much a startup. I don't know what their revenue is or how long they've been around or what's going on. um, But it strikes me very, like, even if you just look at their website, right? Like, if you just go to kick.com, it's very barren. (laughs) go to twitch it seems very more fleshed out they've got they've got you know their ad space quote-unquote for other streamers fleshed out i go to kick granted i don't have an account maybe it changes if i log in or sign up what have you
0: is it kick.com or kick.tv uh
1: it's kick.com or at least i went to kick.com um yeah kick.com is what brings me to the site um i've got i've got you know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine streamers on my side dashboard, right? And it looks like basically a straight up ripoff
0: of Twitch. Oh, um, yeah, it's definitely not kick.tv. Oh, god, what'd that bring you <laughs> to? It's <too>? like a <laughs> German soccer website. <laughs> uh,
1: so anyway, it looks like a straight up ripoff of Twitch, however i have less streamers floating myself and maybe that's because i haven't created an account i I haven't logged in like twitch is probably very how i don't want to say ad but i want to say um what's the word i'm looking for uh data collection like they they offer me streamers that they think i'm going to enjoy based off of who i've watched previously so if I watch a ton of Minecraft, I'm going to see recommended channels of people playing Minecraft, mm-hmm. right? Because I watch Minecraft. I don't watch Minecraft on Twitch. I'm just saying. Um, um. So that might change if I use the actual site. I haven't used it. I've only visited, like, peruse. They're a lot smaller, though. I Like, the top person I'm seeing has 3,000 viewers, um, and that's their top person. But it does seem like, a, like they've got less people. But more higher ups is what I'm seeing right now. And more people with more viewers. I'm not seeing the people who are like, oh, this person has two viewers, and this person has five yeah. viewers, and
0: this person has twenty viewers, you know. See, and that's that's exactly what happened with Mixer. Is you would look at the top streamer and they'd be at, you know, four thousand and then the next guy down had twelve.
1: Right, right. You know, so I'm curious as to what what really you know, what's really going to go on with this? And, and are they going to do what Mixer did and try and, you know, pull people? And and if you're an established streamer on Twitch, and like me and you have talked about this, and when Mixer came out, I talked with this about people, with, with people, if you're an established streamer on Twitch, is it worth it for you to go to kick Because is everyone going to follow you? That's a worry. That established right. streamers have. If if you're, you know, I mean, if you're fucking ninja, you're not worried about that so much, right? Because right. people are gonna follow you no matter where you go. But even if but if you're a smaller, even big name, but smaller than ninja streamer, you might be concerned about if I go to Kick to like do better for myself. Am I going to lose 50% of my community? And I blatantly told you, I'm like, I use Twitch to watch my live streams. I don't really care to go anywhere else. Now that I'm not streaming, especially, right? Right. I don't really care to go anywhere else. Like you were like, hey, if I went to a different platform and I was like, honestly, I like, I would like, I'd still want to support you and whatever. But like, I don't know if I would be at any of your streams anymore because I don't, I don't like, I'm just a viewer now. Right. I don't want to like everybody else is on Twitch to open up, a you know, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but like to track everything else on another site, like it's, it's a lot for people. Um, you times that by however many people you're, I don't know if you're going to have that same retention. So is it worth starting over? You know, you're obviously going to have your loyal supporters, your loyal viewers, the people who have been, you know, you're, you're there, you know, ride or die. Right. Right. Like they're with you to the end. You're going to have those people, but what about everybody else? You know, not to mention that Twitch has the pull. Twitch has the, the. Twitch is already a known name. Kick is just coming up. People are hesitant, you know? So yeah. I don't know if Kick is going to maintain that traffic. You got the people coming up on, on Hype Train, which is awesome. Good for them. I'm, I, I We've said time and time and time again God, it would be so nice if we had a competitor. That's Twitch's biggest problem. Yep. They don't have competition. They can do what they want because yep. nobody is, is as big of a name as Twitch. They need a now, competitor now if kick comes up listen i don't care if twitch is still twitch and kick is kick and and kick isn't doing great but if you you make the waves twitch is gonna have to react because now you have a competitor which is gonna force twitch to do things that might be uncomfortable for them to do like up their revenue split to back maybe they don't do 95.5 but maybe they go we're going to do 7030 again for everybody affiliates and partners because we have to keep momentum here we have to give you an incentive to stay um yep. and so that's just going to cause more which is good competition is good for business like i don't care what competition is good for business it makes you do like monop- that's why monopolies are bad
0: yep no i agree i i i want kick to succeed for that reason right if i don't jump ship and i don't i don't become a kick streamer and i don't become a youtube streamer and whatever at the very least twitch needs a competitor because this shit is getting out of hand and when you consider things like a 400 person layoff i do think they're related i absolutely do think they're related Because I think that it is a scenario where, and and again, I said it at the start of this episode and, and I'll reiterate, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's not this. I'm hoping at face value, it's just a weird, you know, sustainability thing. And there's more that we don't know about their revenue versus their profit. But if it is a scenario of executives pocketing money and just wanting more profit and they're like, well, fuck these 400 people. Well then no, fuck you. You know what I, I, I think they go hand in hand. And I think that the, the lack of caring is universal between their employees and the community. When people talk about Twitch, not giving a shit, this is what they're talking about, while they're also like they don't just mean, oh, I I sent in my partner application and I haven't heard back. Twitch doesn't give a fuck. They don't just mean, oh, I reported this guy for uh hate rating me and he's still allowed on his account. You know, they they don't just mean those things. It all right. falls under the same umbrella. We just want Twitch to give a shit and they don't. And right. that's what makes people frustrated and bitter and willing to go to a place like Kick. But well, Twitch sits back and they laugh. They don't think, oh, we're not worried because what the fuck is Kick? Well, if they're a direct competitor, that attitude changes.
1: Right, exactly. And that's why competition is good. When you can just do whatever you want and you don't have to care there's no there's no consequences for your actions for not caring but as soon as you have somebody else who does care who's coming in that that's gonna shake the waves you know that's gonna or that's gonna make waves you know it's gonna force you to do better which is which is good the biggest thing we have is you know people you know you said hate rating but you know harassment on any level That's been the biggest complaint from a lot of streamers, especially female streamers, being like, hey, like, there's nothing stopping this viewer from coming back and from coming back and from coming back. Like, Twitch, please do something. And Twitch hasn't responded or reacted, Um, at least on any, like, major level. Like, they've said, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, do better, but... They haven't really done anything that stopped it. I've seen a little less influx, but I know it still exists.
0: Well, so they recently... So, benefit of the doubt, they recently uh, implemented that shield mode, which you probably haven't seen because you're not on Twitch as much anymore. Um, Right. But they implemented a feature where you can dictate uh, not only who can raid you, but, like, how many viewers they need to have to raid you with, and, like... Oh and you ba- basically you can manipulate what raids are incoming um and and that things like that existing absolutely will stop things like hate raids um the problem with that is well i don't want to say it's a problem because the fact that hate raids have stopped is a good thing right but the the ridiculous in my opinion thing about that is that hate raids had already slowed down right so it's like, here we are begging she for them to, to do something for how, yeah, exactly. How long were we asking for a solution to hate raids and one never shows up? And then all of a sudden the people doing hate raids get uninterested and stop on their own. And then Twitch is like, hey, guess what? We came out with this feature. We're like, right. oh, great. Where was this last year when, you know, so many female streamers uh, or, or, you know, black content creators that came out and were like, Hey, we're really glad you did this, but last year I was ending every stream in tears and not wanting to stream, and I missed a month of content and revenue because you wouldn't do anything. So, like, thanks, but thanks for nothing. Because why now?
1: Now it's kind of physical. I mean, it's 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 good that if it ever comes back, those systems are in place. But absolutely, like like I said, too little, too late, right?
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: and and I mean, that's just hate raids, though, right? Like, what about what about? people who get reported who don't get banned for saying like really disgusting, hurtful, hateful, malicious things, right. you know, you block them on your stream and they come back. And I, I mean, I've been a victim of that where I had one guy come in and he started and I'd be like ban, and then he would just make another account. And then he would make 20 accounts and he would just like, and their names are just god awful things. You got to turn off your alerts now, which means you might be missing like active followers or active things. And you're like, hey, listen, I'm sorry, but like there's nothing and their names are just
0: terrible. Well, I'll give you another example, right? Look at how that affects people that are not streamers. The reason I say that, uh, I had a viewer who, um, had a stalker. Dude was crazy. And he was uh, keeping track of what communities she was in and then harassing the communities to get her to stop showing up because she felt awful about it. So between guilt and depression and fear, she would stop showing up. So for example, in my community, he would join the discord and leave and join and leave and join and leave. So it would just talk those notifications and you can't right. ban him cause he's already gone. Right. Um, and then on stream he would join with names like it's all her fault or, uh, she did this to me. She knows who she is like it was disturbing straight up it was it was really uncomfortable it was really fucking weird and i didn't you know i didn't give into it because i messaged her multiple times and i was like listen i know that this is hard for you to deal with but please don't go away because i appreciate having you here and he's not bothering me i don't blame you i'm not mad at you and i will keep banning these accounts all night long like it does not disturb me but you don't deserve this and you don't deserve to be forced out of a community that you feel safe in and you love because he's a fucking raging twat. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and when I so, remember
1: this too, cause I was, we sat down at the, the smoke pit at Intel. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Fixes. we I mean, and we finally did find one, which is great. But yeah, I, I remember us finally having that, like being like, Oh, I wonder if there's a way to do this. Can we do this? How do we do this? You yeah. Know?
0: And I had to change all my discord rules and I had to like, super inconvenient to me just because he wanted to get at one girl. Right. So, uh, and I, and I was not the only community dealing with it. There was, right. you know, probably three or four others. So, um, so yeah, it, it definitely goes back to their moderation and their banning. And unfortunately I do understand the argument of like people, people like my God, when are we going to get IP bans? And it's like, no one seems to understand that that doesn't work because it's so easy to just get another IP. like, yeah you
1: could do you can do like uh uh not VPNs. only ip bands but or you can do vpns but not only ip bands but you can do like software bands like like you can there's ways to like yeah like your serial number i i, I don't know the specifics and
0: like I hardware bands else. exist yeah
1: hardware right i mean that's how that's how steam does it
0: right yeah see and i would love that but i my point is specifically the ip ban argument does not work. Um not to say there aren't other solutions, but IP banning is not the solution. And uh yeah, I wish I wish we had more tools and I understand the complexity of figuring out what those tools are, but at the end of the day, there's still no communication and there's still no effort in doing it. So Well, I don't want to say none. They're just a little slow to the slow to the punch.
1: Right right um yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see if kick comes up and does enough that makes people want to like when i say people i don't mean just the couple of couple of people that have jumped ship already or the couple of new people coming in being like oh like this is you know this is new and therefore i want to try it um it'd be interesting to see if they're actually like a competitor is this mm-hmm. a, gonna be enough? Yeah. Um. It, or is it just gonna go the way of the mixture, like we said earlier? Is it gonna be like, hey, they're here, but nobody's really interested, and therefore, like, they're just gonna like sell to somebody else, or is Twitch gonna buy them out, or what? You know, are they are they just money money hungry people looking, or do, are they people who actually like? I don't know who's behind this.
0: You yeah. know. And I I would really love to see uh. Or, or not would love to see, but will love to see how this new CEO does. I want to see if, you know, because I, I almost feel bad for Emmett um, because I I have actually met him. Uh, we met him at TwitchCon a couple years because um, he goes up and he does the keynote and then you can, you know, every once in a while you're lucky enough to catch him. Um, and I don't think he's, like like, he was never... Uh, not to say he's not a bad dude, because again, you, you only get to know someone for so long, right? Um, face value. He didn't seem like a bad dude. Yeah, he uh, only got a couple minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. Like He was nice enough, um, was cool to talk to, and, and obviously there's a lot more that goes into decisions we don't like than just one person, uh, especially when shareholders are involved. Um, so I, I certainly don't think he's the devil But I feel bad for him because, you know, as the face, as the top dog, you're the one that's vacuuming in all that hate. And I I definitely am one of those people that thinks Twitch as a whole, when I say, you know, Twitch did this thing that pisses me off. I'm not talking about one person. I'm not talking about the CEO. I'm not talking about one unit, just the mod team, right? Like the company has multiple units of multiple people that come together to make these decisions Uh, or I guess in this case, not make decisions, right. And that, that frustrate us. So I'm really curious to see how this new CEO does, because I want to see if multiple things change for the better. Um, like I said, the events of today, the 400 people being laid off, I don't think that was his sole decision. I don't think it was his first day decision. Dude didn't just sit in a different chair at the table and say, all right, first, first order of business, you know, pick 400 people they're fucked like that's right, not right, that's right. not how that went so i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i want to see how he does and hopefully we see improvement on twitch's end you know if if downsizing their workforce is such a necessity then prove it to the people that built your shit and get you paid you know give us give us better moderation give us better response time give us better transparency the things that have already been promised that none of us saw that everyone wants prove it that's right. all i'm saying prove no, it. no
1: exactly and 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 i hope he does like i never wish anybody to go to a position and fail you know i only hope that they do the best and succeed and make things better for everyone and you know maybe maybe he's got ideas that emmett didn't have you know dan clancy um and or maybe he was like i want to do this and and it just didn't agree and now he has the ability to go no i want to do this we're going to do it now and so um it's going to be interesting to see what changes come down the pipeline and hopefully they're all for the better i sure hope so so
0: i think that's everything i've got my man i'm good cool man send us out all right guys well uh let us know what you think if you're excited for uh you know if you're excited to see what this new ceo does hit us up let us know tell us on twitter uh if any of your listening platforms have uh reviews and comments please be sure to leave a review and comment and let us know what you think uh as for the 400 people that were laid off uh we we do uh our hearts are out with you, man. That is a shitty situation, and I really hope you guys find something new. I'm sure they will, because they are talented people in the tech industry, and tech is booming. So uh, I'm I'm sure they'll be all right, but I'm hoping for it anyway. coopcouch.simplecast.com. Make sure that you guys uh, check out the website. You can find all of our previous episodes listed there, as well as multiple other platforms that have our episodes that you can listen to. We are on pretty much every major listening site, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and so on. Our Twitter links are both in the upper right corner, as well as my Twitch link and the podcast Facebook. All very good places to come tell us what you guys thought about this episode or any other episode, or share any other ideas that you might have, topics you might want to hear, and feedback in general. We love hearing from you guys, so be sure to do it. And with that said...